This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. We are still studying the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Praise God. And this is part out and part eight in our series. This is such an exciting, important subject, family. We know the world is not the same that it was in the 50s and the 60s. It's a totally different world we live in today. And uh, we want our children to grow up secure in safety. And uh, we want them to go to heaven. Therefore, we need to live by example because they'll follow us. Not listen, but follow what we do. They don't just listen if we don't do. We can tell them we go to church and stay at home. They're not going. They're not going. We just set the example, okay? All right, here we go. Today we will study further the Holy Spirit's willingness to guide us through life. Starting in Exodus 13, 21, we learn about the Holy Spirit's guiding the Israelites from Egypt out of slavery to Canaan, the land of milk and honey, the land of their inheritance. And in the daytime, they followed a cloud. And at nighttime, they followed a pillar of fire. Let's read about that in Exodus 13, 21. The Lord guided them by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. That way, they could travel whether it, be, whether it was day or night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from their sight. Now, up on the screens, you're going to see a picture of the cloud, a drawing, a painting, if you would, of the cloud. Now, this white cloud, if you look at the bottom of the cloud, standing on the rocks, you can see thousands and thousands of people. Actually, there were three million people following that cloud. Then in the daytime, it became a pillar of fire. The next picture I'm going to show you is a painting of the pillar of fire. So that'll give you an idea of what the children of Israel were following. Now, when they followed that cloud in the day and that pillar of fire at night, their clothes never wore out. They received food from heaven every day. The Bible tells us that manna fell from heaven. In the morning when they woke up, this white manna would be everywhere, all over the land, around them. And you'll see that in Exodus 16, verse 31. We're not going to read it. And then at night, God sent quail, birds, into the camp. Thousands, maybe millions of birds, every night flew into the camp, and they would just catch them and cook them, roast them, or whatever they did to them, and eat them. So every night, they got protein, and in the morning, they got good carbohydrates for energy. So... The cloud kept them cool during the hot desert days, and the pillar of fire kept them warm 
during the cold desert nights. They were protected from snakes, spiders and scorpions and anything dangerous in the desert while they followed the cloud. So we can see when they followed that cloud through the wilderness where there was nothing growing, everything they needed was provided for. Everything. And if they decided to stay at home or stay behind, pitch their tent and not follow the cloud, then they'd be in serious trouble. They'd have no water, no food. The animals would eat them. Scorpions and snakes would kill them, bite them. So they learned to follow that cloud. When it moved, they moved. And it would move sometimes once a day, sometimes once in three weeks. And water came out of a rock when they followed the cloud. Uh, I've got a picture there to show you. This rock was at the foot of Mount Sinai. And you can see the rock is split in the middle, down the middle. When Moses struck the rock, it was one big piece of rock, but it split when Moses split the rock, split the rock, when he touched it, it split open and water gushed out like a huge fountain gushed, gushed out of that rock. And um, it filled the whole valley. And three million people, plus all their livestock, their animals, their, 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 their whatever they had, would drink from that water. Pure, fresh water, more than enough for everybody to drink from. Just because they followed the cloud. Now I'm going to show you another map. And this map shows us the journey the Israelites took from Egypt to Canaan. Now you'll see the red line. It goes down in the V section, right in the center of those two strips of the Red Sea to the bottom in the center of the V. They crossed over <clears throat> on the right-hand strip at the bottom into the Sinai Desert where Mount Sinai was in Arabia. Now, there are several maps. I've looked at many Bibles to see this, uh, looking for these maps. And uh, sadly to say, 80% of them are wrong. Only about 20% of them use this map. This is the correct map according to the Scriptures. Uh, because Galatians 4.25 tells us that Mount Sinai was in Arabia. You'll see that in Galatians 4.25, that Mount Sinai was in Arabia. And Arabia was not in between the V. It was on the east side of the Red Sea. Okay. So, the Holy Spirit deeply desires to guide us through life as well. The same Holy Spirit that guided the Israelites from Egypt of slavery to Canaan, which is all types of shadows, we have been taken out of slavery from Satan's kingdom, and he begins to guide us that moment into our inheritance, our land of milk and honey, all that Jesus paid for in the Scriptures that is ours, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal it to us little by little. And then as we understand these wonderful benefits of serving Jesus, we begin to walk in those victories. All that is our inheritance right here. You see, there are no giants in heaven. There were giants in Canaan. So Canaan is not a type of heaven. It's a type of, 
on earth, our life here. And of course, we inherit heaven as well. But this is talking about our life on earth, family. All the inheritance we have down here. And there's many great things, blessings of the Lord. Now, you'll learn from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. It says in New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. All these events happened to them as examples for us. So everything that happened to the Israelites in their experiences happened to them specifically to teach us today. Wow. You mean God took them through all those experiences to give us lessons? Exactly. That's what this verse explains to us. And if you'll read my book, The Covenant, The Blood Covenant, that will become abundantly clear to you because that book is packed full of types and shadows, helping you understand the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the connection of those two covenants. All right, so now we go to John 16 and verse 13. When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he will tell you things to come. So you can see here, yes, the Holy Spirit does want to guide us today. He will guide you into all truth. And then we go to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Now I have seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So no one has even imagined all the wonderful things that God has prepared for us down here in our Canaan. Never mind when we get on to heaven. Verse 10. But we know these things because God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. So we understand, learn about the wonderful inheritance we have because God sent the Holy Spirit to teach us about it. So if we don't have the Holy Spirit we will be blind and deaf and dumb to the wonderful blessings God has for us today and tomorrow. Twelve. And God has actually given us His Spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely, freely given us. Praise the Lord. So not only did God give us all these things bought at Calvary, but he sent the wonderful Holy Spirit to take us by the hand into our inheritance, just like he did for Israelites, for the Israelites. All right, let's go to Isaiah 50 verse 4. We can see here why the Holy Spirit is so important, can we not? So important to us, the believer. All right, Isaiah 50 verse 4. Morning by morning, he awakens me and opens my understanding to his will. Every day. Say that morning by morning, the Holy Spirit awakens me and opens my understanding to the plan and purpose of God. Hallelujah. For my life. Now I go to John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That's what Jesus said. He said we know his voice. We follow him. So, yes, clearly, God wants to guide us today even better 
than he guided the Israelites back then. They had, they had to follow a cloud. Family of God, the good news is that cloud lives inside of you and he's guiding you by the inner witness, the inner joy, and the inner peace. If you'll follow that, follow your conscience, you will see God's blessings roll out before you. Amen? If we really want to press into God and have supernatural dreams from God, here's the key. Pray in tongues for an hour before you go to sleep at night. Now, when we tune into the Holy Spirit and follow His guidance, He will bless us as we have just seen, and He will work through us. He'll work through us. He will change many lives through us. He will win many souls to Christ through us. Ruined lives that have no hope will be restored. Let me say that again. Ruined lives that have no hope will be restored through your life. That's what he'll do. And he'll work miracles and bring physical healing to people through you. Listen to the wonderful words from the Apostle Paul, the greatest apostle, apostle that ever lived, besides Jesus, of course. He wrote more than half, probably wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He started more churches than all the other apostles combined and probably won more souls. Probably did. All right, this is what he said. Romans 15, 18, very powerful words coming up. I have brought the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I live before God, before them. I have won them over by the miracles done through me. I have won them over by the miracles done through me. As signs from God, all done by the power of God's Spirit. All done by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Paul acknowledges that the Holy Spirit is the one that did the miracles through him. Right? We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We can see how important he is, right? Now, Jesus said this in Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called his disciples to him, he gave them power, that is an anointing, of unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So we see that the anointing, the Holy Spirit, did these miracles through the apostles because Jesus prayed for them and gave them that anointing. Now the same Holy Spirit that did those miracles through Paul and through the apostles, the disciples, was given to you and me, was given to you and me. Jesus said this in Acts 1.8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And if you are born again and receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you have received that power. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Therefore, 
I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of my hands. So Paul said that in a letter to Timothy. Stir up the gift of God that's in you, that you got when I laid my hands on you. Evidently, Timothy received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues when Paul laid his hands on him. Now, Paul tells him to pray in tongues and stir up that gift by praying in, tongue, in tongues. The Amplified says this, 2 Timothy 1.6, Amplified. Fan into flame or fan the flame of and keep burning the gracious gift of God that is in you. Keep the fire burning. How do I fan into flame uh, the gift of God that is in me? How do I do that? I'd like to share seven secrets with you. Seven secrets that I've learned in my life that work for me. And this is how I fan into flame or keep the fire burning Stay in the anointing. Here it is. Secret number one, pray in tongues as much as you can. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit as much as you can. That's number one. Very important. Number two, worship the Father in tongues. All right? So what I find happen in my life is I'll pray in tongues because praying in tongues is like drinking water. Jesus said, all you that are thirsty, come to me and drink. I'll give you living water. And this is talking about the Holy Spirit that they would receive, which we have received. So he says, when you pray in tongues, you're drinking living water. So I pray in tongues, and I'm drinking my living water. My spirit now is getting full, getting full. And when I'm fully drunk and I feel great, I'm not thirsty anymore, then I begin to sing from an overflow. I begin to worship God. It just happens naturally. I love you, God. I worship you. I love you, God. I worship you. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And I'll just do that. Carry on like that. So pray in tongues till you're full, then sing in the Spirit, right? Number three, read the Word of God. Because faith is necessary. Faith comes by hearing God's Word. So if you're going to walk in the power of the Spirit of God, you need faith. And faith only comes by hearing God's Word. So if you feel that you are physically hung, or spiritually hungry. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So read the Bible. Specifically, read the New Testament, because that's where the most nourishing meals are. The most nourishing meals are. The rich vitamins and nutrition is in the New Testament, in the letters of Paul. All right, start reading from uh, Romans all the way through to the end, if you want to really feed deep. Now, the, let, the, the gospel is wonderful to read, and we need to read it. But the gospels are written to, to dead people, right? What I mean by that, they weren't born again. So 
When Jesus ministered to people in his day, he spoke about the birds, the trees, and animals, and sheep, because he had to communicate with their mind. He couldn't reach their heart as he would now, because the Holy Spirit wasn't in their heart. He hadn't died and risen yet. Only after that could the Holy Spirit enter us, right? Now the teacher lives inside of us. Now we understand the deep truths of the Bible. So feed on the letters, okay? Read the Gospels. Read the Old Testament. You need that. But feed on the letters. Okay. Then number four, always give the Lord Jesus and the Father the glory. When God does a miracle through your life or does a miracle for you, and He will, always give the Father the praise and the glory. Always say, to, somebody tells you something, you say, praise God, that's wonderful. They pay you a compliment, praise God, that's wonderful. God did this for me, praise God. You tell a story, praise God. Everything, <laughs> praise God. If you'll do that, God will honor you more, bless you more, because He knows you're going to give Him the praise for it. Amen? All right, then. Number five, let us be bold to move in faith. Be bold to move in faith and minister to people's needs. Don't be shy. At the restaurant, just stretch out your hand across the table. I've done that many times. Take the person's hand on the other side that tell you they've got a need physical. And release the power of God into them. And they'll be healed right on the other side of the table while you're sitting there. Everybody bows their heads at the table and you pray for them. I've seen that happen many times. So do that. Be bold to move in faith and minister to people's needs. When you sense the Holy Spirit leading you to do so. I always just look to my heart before I do that because a person might not be ready to receive so I just look to my heart. If I, if I sense, yes, it's, they're going to receive, I'll just pray for them right there and then after checking out with the Lord. Okay, number six. It's much easier to hear, hear God's voice after praying in the Spirit for a while. So if you want to hear God's voice for direction, spend a little time praying in tongues. Tune in and you'll hear His voice. Number seven. Walk in the love of God. It's no use hating people, not forgiving people. It's no use um, despising people, treating people rudely and unkindly, being abrupt with people, acting like a dictator, commanding people. Talk nicely. Ask people, please, would you mind? Even if they work for you, it doesn't matter. Would you mind? You know, if I, see, if, I, if I see the guy fixing the grass outside, I'm going to say, thank you. Would you mind um, taking these weeds out over here? Would you mind doing that? I'm going to ask him nicely. Why? Because I want to show the love of God, right? I want to stay in the love of God. Because when I stay in the love of God, I'm staying in God. Is God not love? Of course he is. So stay in the love of God always. Don't walk out of it. If you walk out the love of God, you're walking out of God because God is love. Okay, say this please. I am, say this please, I am a supernatural being. I am a spiritual being. 
God is a spirit, and I am created in his image and his likeness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say this. Well, don't say that. I want to tell you a story about Charles Finney and Father Nash. Uh, you might not have read the life story of Charles Finney. He was a lawyer, and um, he got saved and became an evangelist, gave up the law practice, and went to the ministry. And uh, an elder gentleman by the name of uh, Father Nash uh, took a liking to this young lawyer and uh, offered him uh, prayer. He said, I'm going to pray with you, if you don't mind, and pray for you. And whenever you're going to go to a town to have a crusade, an evangelism crusade, I like to go ahead of you and get a few people who can pray in the Spirit, pray in other tongues in that town and uh, get a hotel room and just lie down on our faces and pray for two, three weeks before you arrive for your crusade. And so Charles Finney said, thank you. That'll be very welcome. And so he did. And from the time Charles Finney began, I mean, Father Nash began to do that, uh, Charles Finney saw supernatural miracles in his ministry. He would tell the people, because they would gather out in fields a lot of the time, he'd tell the people, get out the trees, because when I start preaching, you're going to fall out of those trees and you might get hurt. And uh, he would walk down the streets of a town, and when he walked past people, they'd just fall out on the pavement. He'd go into a shop, he couldn't buy anything because they'd all fall out when he walked in. He went into a factory, and the whole factory just fell out in the power of God and it couldn't work. Um, couldn't produce on the conveyor belt. And um, that's the kind of things that happened in Charles Finney's ministry. One dear lady contacted Charles Finney and said, your team is desperately sick. You need to come quickly uh, and help them. I can't get into the room. The door's locked. And he said, well, what do you mean they're sick? And she said, well, I got up on a chair and I looked through a little window above the door and there were five men lying on the floor groaning, groaning. And they'd been there for hours, groaning. They're not eating, they're not walking around, they're just groaning on the floor. It sounds like they're <laughs> desperately sick. And he said to him, he said to the lady, don't worry, they're fine, they're just praying. <laughs> so... They knew how to pray, and the miracles happened. People would run to the altars. And you know, the greatest evangelists in the world noted 20% of their converts continued serving Jesus in the days ahead. But Charles Finney had 80% of his converts stay and serve Jesus to the end. Isn't that amazing? Now, I told you all that to tell you this. One day, after many years, Father Nash went home to be with the Lord. And he was buried in a little town way north, past on the east coast of America, 
past New York, close to the Canadian border, a tiny little town in a tiny little cemetery, little run-down little place. In that lonely little place, there's a tombstone that says, Here lies Father Nash, intercessor for Charles Funny. Do you know what happened? The day he went home to the Lord, the anointing lifted off Charles, Charles Finney's ministry. The anointing lifted off Charles Finney's ministry. And Charles Finney gave up preaching the gospel at that time. Gave up his ministry. Yes, he continued serving God, obviously, but he never preached crusades again. The anointing lifted. Family of God, do we understand the precious Holy Spirit's value in our life and how important it is to spend time praying in tongues? God can do supernatural miracles for you in your future. Yield to the Spirit of God and pray. Not only for your ministry, for your business, for your life, for your family. God bless you. We will we'll continue with this message next weekend. I have a very powerful message for you next weekend. Don't miss it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How many would say, Apostle Theo, I need to be sure I'm going to heaven one day. I don't want to wake up and find that I missed heaven. If that's you, you want to be sure. I'm going to count to three. If you'll slip your hand up right now, wherever you may be in the building, or in other flow room, or even at home. Slip your hand up. If you don't know Jesus, you're not sure you're going to heaven. God wants to put that assurance in your heart right now. There it is. Lift your hand up. I'm counting three. Slip it up. One, two, three. Okay. Now, keep your hand raised and say this prayer with me. Dear God, thank you for punishing Jesus on the cross in my place so I can be forgiven. I receive my forgiveness. I repent for my sins. Come into my heart, Jesus. From today, you are the Lord of my life. You are my Savior. I'll live for you with all my heart. Now, if you said that, in a moment, somebody's going to take you, invite you to go with you to the place of prayer where they'll minister to you for a brief moment. Go with them right now. Give a big hand as they go. Praise God. Go with them right now. And remember as you go, if you stay in fellowship with Jesus, we will see you in heaven. I look forward to shaking your hand when we get there. God bless you. Until next weekend, Pastor Bev and I love you. With all our hearts, we pray for you. And we appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.